0: The journey we're taking is the journey within you. Everybody has their own story and their own journey to share. Every journey conceals another journey within its lines, the past not taken and the forgotten angle. The journey within you, where you will listen to stories from others sharing their triumphs and struggles that led them to where they are today. Welcome to The Journey Within You. I am so thrilled to have my dear friend, Candy George. Now, Candy, we met about, I think it was about five years ago. We're not real sure, maybe six. And it was at a retreat that um, was put on by our team. So we're both with the same company. And um, I have to tell a little funny story, though, about that. I, I knew when we met, we connected more than just our company we we connected through jesus christ and i could f- sense that that you were a sister in the lord and it was just um it just was something that meant a lot to me so but one time you know how dark it was there at night at the cabins and we were trying to take the girls yeah. back to the other cabin And we got lost. Do you remember? (laughs) And we were driving and driving and driving. And we finally got to this place. You're like, I got to turn around. And so I jumped out of the car and I was trying to lead you to get you backed up. And I think we laughed forever on that because we we couldn't find our way. It was so dark. And yes, on the mountain. (laughs) Yeah, but we made it. We finally did. But (laughs) it was pretty funny just trying to make our way in the dark. And a lot of people do that, right? Without the light. And so that was something that came to my mind, but I just appreciate you again, coming on here to say yes to my podcast. It means a lot to me to hear your story. So I'm going to let you take it away.
1: Thank you so much, Laura. And it's such a privilege today to um, be on your podcast. And I love that you're doing, um, you're following your calling. And I love that. Um, So, Yes, Laura and I met at um, our company, with our company, <laughs> my company, our company has brought so many great friendships and um, people I would never have met and they will be lifelong friends and I'm so thankful for that. Um, so I am um, a 48-year-old mom. Um, Sometimes I still <laughs> laugh at when I say my age. Don't look it. Oh, you're so sweet. But um, so I'm a mom of two. I have a 19 year old and a a 19 year old son and a 14 year old daughter. Um, Very great. I mean, not just saying this, but very Mm -hmm. great kids. I'm very thankful for them. Um, Uh I always say thank you, Jesus. So far, so good. Um, (laughs) So I was um, I am a preacher's daughter i was born as people say uh-huh. I was sounds born familiar
0: <laughs> Q, basically
1: um my daddy um i love to tell this story when asked um my mother and my daddy went to the same high school but um, oh, wow. my dad is four years older than her so her brothers yeah, her brothers knew him. He played basketball. Of course he's like six foot six. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I get my height from. But he um played basketball. And so my parents met through her brother brothers, um, introducing them. And my mom was, um, we like to call her like little Polly mm-hmm. Pentecostal. She was the good girl. She was the one that never was tempted in bad right. ways you know just there's just some people like that they just seem so easy for them to live for god and she had, had met this you know he was the you know the proverbial playboy like, live in player, the life. <laughs> like you know and she was like there's no yeah she was like there's no way and mm-hmm. so I, I don't want anything to do with him and so he kind of had to go after her which is so cute um and Um, Long story short in that, she actually prayed for him um, for several years. And then one day he actually called her and said, I want to go to church with you. So it's just Mm -hmm. so wonderful how that happened. And he said, I was just like, you know, the good old Baptist boy that went on holidays, basically to church. And he never had a relationship with God. And so when, once I got married and everything, my daddy just went headlong, I mean, just jumped all in to living for God. And it's so amazing how, um, how our steps are ordered. And so he, um, they had my brother um, kind of early on um, in the marriage and my daddy of course was, um, you know, he was feeling mm-hmm. a call of God on his life, and he fought it, and he tells the story, and I love hearing it. He felt he he fought it, and he, of course, was very active in church and stuff. But he was just like you know, like we do when God puts something oh, yeah. on our Sometimes we fight it, resistance, so much, knowing what it requires, and so yes, and so. The story he tells where he actually accepted the call of god was my little i mean my oldest brother um he's nine years older than me he was sick one night and they did not like they did everything they had called the doctor and he you know was telling them Mm -hmm. what to do of course this is like 58 Mm -hmm. years old uh 58 years ago and um so my dad said i was praying and i was praying for him and he just would not get better and he said um I went in a room and I got on my knees and it just it makes me cry. He said, I told God, okay, I, I give up. I give up. I will do what you say. I will go where you want me to go. And my brother literally sat up in the bed and started playing
0: and mm, nothing mm.
1: was wrong with him from then yes.
0: on. And,
1: and so that is, that is. You know that's the beginning of basically like my journey as far as you know he he moved to mm-hmm. louisiana from birmingham alabama moved to louisiana took an assistant pastor job and mm-hmm. um we still have lifelong friends there and then they moved to mississippi and um they took a church and my second brother above me he mm-hmm. was born in starkville mississippi and then my dad left the south and went wow. to Kansas and <laughs> took a church. I know, and my mm-hmm. sister, me, I am the third child. I was born there. And then 11 oh, months later, so how many oh, sisters and brothers? Sister. <laughs> okay. So there's four of us, and two boys, two girls. And so, yeah, um and he was pastoring in um, Kansas. And of course, I always say that. It was like three years, the first three years of my mm-hmm. life. So I, I don't really remember it that much. But um, then we went to South Texas and I do remember that. And, to, and we he pastored there for three years. And my daddy always took churches that were um, either they had a split or they, you know, mm-hmm, were in need mm-hmm. of a pastor and they were small. So, of course, people really don't, you know. So anyway, um I, you know, as a preacher's daughter, it is such a blessing and I tell everybody there's so many people that try to, you know, act like being a being a preacher's kid is just a terrible thing. I will honestly say it is the probably right. it is definitely what shaped me. It is it definitely what shaped me into who I am and I I see that already in my children as they are becoming young adults um mm-hmm. because of what I went mm-hmm. through, I share all of that journey with my children. Um, but my mother, um she was my daddy Want you know, they wanted him to be full time, but when they're small churches, you can't right. always you have to be work a full time pastor. And so my dad would Right. And so my dad would take jobs and um after we left Texas mm-hmm. we went to Fort Walton Beach, Florida. And I always say from then on, um Yes, life was good yes, because we were back in the <laughs> south and we were on the oh. coast. <laughs> and so Uh, my mother always, she would try to work, um, she would try to work and support Mm -hmm. him, and she worked in nursing, and she would, um, in Fort Walton Beach, Florida, she was actually a teacher's aide. She took time off, and Mm -hmm. she wanted to be with us while we were in elementary school, and she became a teacher's aide, and I remember that, and that was so wonderful. She always, you know, Mm -hmm. would be home with us in afternoons and stuff, and then, As we got older, she went back into nursing and she, um, I, one thing that I always tell people, I saw my mother back in that day and time, it was more um, women really relied, it seemed like on the man for everything, um, which there's nothing wrong with that. But my mother was Mm a strong, independent woman. As far as she was a pastor's wife, I saw mm. her pour into mm-hmm. people all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can imagine and, and we moved to Fairhope, Alabama, which is to me, I call that my hometown. Cause I spent oh, yeah. all of my Vital time. preteen and yes. seniors there. Yeah, but She worked all the time. And um, as a pastor's wife, working in nursing, she oh. did it so that my daddy could be full time in the ministry. And as our church, knew, it was great. You know, that, that it, it was growing and, and, I remember mm-hmm. seeing it just grow and stuff like that. And the thing though, that stood out, and I know that I definitely, I tell her thank you all the time. And I already see it in my 14 year old, is that confidence mm-hmm. and that independence and the leadership and like my mom just, I remember like, you know, she would come home and tell uh-huh. us the people that she ministered to on her job. and the people that, and she truly called mm-hmm. nursing. Her um, mission it failed. was a calling mm-hmm. for her. Yeah. She said, yes, so, many,
0: yeah. Yeah, so yeah. many
1: people show up for checks. And she said, it It never was about that. It was about serving others. And it's so neat that she was a pastor's wife and of course, full servanthood. And then she was, um, also being in nursing, she mm-hmm. was serving. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw that and I, I thank her and God so much that there is so much about what she did and how she lived her life before me, but always being there for Uh my dad and always supporting him that Uh um, has made me the strong woman that I am. And, um, you know, that's such a, such a blessing. And then, you know, as a preacher's kid, um, like I said, so many people, they discount it, but it, Laura, it was honestly like just loving on people um seeing my dad and mom they they never looked at it as Mm a mm -hmm. like you know a burden they Mm -hmm. they just love pouring into people and i know that i got Mm -hmm, like i mm -hmm. know my gift is encouragement um know, we're supposed to know our gifts and people you know of course will say god you just Mm -hmm. know how to just encourage me you know how to say what i need to hear And I'm so thankful for that because I get that, honestly, from both of my parents because um, they've always been ones to love people and pour into people. And my daddy always, he was so cute. He always would, um, they both love to send cards to people, call people, um, still do it. My daddy's 82 and my mother is 74, 75,
0: and they that's awesome. That's awesome. And And, you know, that means so much to the people that get them, you know, that's just such an impact. I love the fact that we have so much in common here because I was listening. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I remember those days. I was, I'm a preacher's kid. And I remember, I think I didn't get in trouble. Same thing. I just, I I was, I think lived in more fear of what it would do to my daddy. And I did not want to hurt my father. And so I... I didn't get out there and do all the crazy things and you know that teenagers would do growing up and i i loved church i loved being a part i was the only child till probably about my middle school year and we adopted my brother and there's nine years between us and so i i love the impact they put in my life too as to be an encourager because my mom was always giving she was a servant and so I can relate to that so much. And it just, yeah. I loved being a preacher's kid. I still do. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a beautiful part of my life.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's,
1: it's really funny that, you know, I, I would, in my teens, in my late teens, you know, people would say stuff like they would ask me, um, you know, oh, Mm -hmm. you gonna marry Mm -hmm. a preacher? Like, you know, they Mm -hmm. just automatically assume you're gonna marry a preacher. Um, Just like my two brothers, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone assumed Mm -hmm. that they would be a pastor, you know. And my dad always told us this and I loved it so much because he literally took off the pressure from us Mm -hmm. that society puts on us. He always said to my brothers, I would rather you Mm -hmm. be faithful in a local church and involved in whatever ministry you're called to than any any time mm-hmm. ever be an, me calling you because you we all know it if a man is man it. called right. they're not going we'll to be gonna miserable do it with purpose. yes mm-hmm. they're not going to yeah they're not going to do it with passion and what's so sad is nowadays we literally see people that go to school you know to be a pastor or a minister and you it's so sad because a lot of people mm-hmm. now look at it mm-hmm. as a way to make money. And yeah. can, honey, back in the day when, you know, my daddy was a pastor, honey, mm-hmm. there was no mm-hmm. loop. For it. Hey, it my was not my dad was that, selling his you know? cameras
0: to get me hey, a stereo. You know, he, he was never, we were never about to make. when we got the brand <laughs> new car, it was a big celebration because we had always driven used cars and we lived within our means. And, you know, we cooked yes. at home. We didn't go out to eat every weekend and all those things. And, you Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: McDonald's was a treat because (laughs) we were a family of six. And so that was a treat after church, you know, Mm -hmm. one night Mm -hmm. go out to eat once a month or something. I mean, you didn't do it, but, and my daddy was the same way. Very, very good with the money and, and everything. And also my daddy's heart was foreign missions and he supported every single missionary that came through, um, because he just loved, Mm -hmm. um, you know, foreign missions and he, he just really supported any type of, you know, ministry that needed help. He, um, he was big on, he had such a big heart and still does such a big heart for people. So sometimes you can get taken advantage of. And I remember sometimes as, you know, we, we grew up the, the, we became teenagers, my siblings and I. We would be like, "Dad,
0: mm-hmm. you need to dial mm-hmm. it back,"
1: because we see that person. Right, and right. Because he, he just doing, wanted to help everybody.
0: <laughs> that's my father. who's in foreign missions too, and he's taken many trips yeah. overseas to the different countries, and so that's cool. <laughs> I love that we got that in common too. He he loves the foreign mission, and he's had many trips, and he just talks about that all the time because it was something that was a big part of his life. He is eighty. 80- one or 82 this year, too. um. Yeah, he's been in the ministry 59 oh. years. I want to say I'm probably going to get it wrong because I'm not good with numbers. But anyway, he's been in a long time. And this church that he's at now was the same thing like your father. It was just to go be an internship to help them get back on their feet after their pastor left. Well, now he's been there almost 20 years. I mean, you know, it he didn't leave. It's sweetest, sweetest church. Oh, wow. I mean, it's just where he's supposed to be. Yeah.
1: I love that. Well, my daddy, I mean, until he went, like, he, we all left um, Fairhope in 1993 and -hmm. um, came back to Birmingham because he felt a call. um, a, A friend of his was starting a new church. And my dad's heart, being that this is his home, He had always really wanted to have a church here or to be a part of a church. And so in 93, kicking and screaming, Mm -hmm. um, we (laughs) kids packed up and headed Mm -hmm. up here because we loved Birmingham because all our relatives, like I said, mom and dad, you know, were born and raised here. They were here and everything, but it was fun to visit. But. When you live in Fairhope, Alabama, that is the most gorgeous Guess place on home. Mobile Bay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, near the beach. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was 25 minutes from mm-hmm. Gulf Shore. So, mm-hmm. I mean, who wanted to leave that? Um, but it's just really crazy how, you know, God orchestrates things and He brought us all back here. At one time, if my, siblings were all here and it's so funny because now I am the only that stayed... one out of my immediate family <laughs> that still lives here yeah because Aww. I married a Birmingham boy and he was not going to leave and it's you know and I tell my children now because my sister and my parents they my sister lives in Baton Rouge uh-huh. Louisiana and my parents lived in too we li- had a mission in Baton and Rouge
0: Yes, we did. We used to live in New Orleans Really, we took the um, ferry over and yeah, that's just too funny. We Uh did. No, go ahead.
1: Well, and so, oh, I'm sorry. And so, um, you know, it's funny because I tell my children that it's really neat that, you know, my family all left and, um, you, I just get emotional. You, you see how Mm -hmm. God's hand is in everything because I never would have thought that I would have lived anywhere Mm -hmm. in the area of, I mean, you know, a Birmingham Mm -hmm. that just wasn't like what I wanted, but I mean, I tell my children now, I'm like, your roots started Mm -hmm. here with your grand, your mama and papa, but now you have your own roots here. You have you know, our church that we're a part of. And, and it's so amazing to see my 19 year old has, um, Mm -hmm. he has a special call of God on his life and he has been ministering and been asked to minister in different youth functions. And um, he got to actually be one of the two speakers out of all of the church camp in, um, down Mm -hmm. in Troy, Mm -hmm. Alabama, they have one for the whole state. And this past summer, He was asked to speak during the day session, and it was just so amazing to, To people were sending me pictures and texting me and telling me what a great job he did, and it's so neat, too, because Mm. he reminds me so much of my daddy and the things that he, just his mannerisms and the way that he speaks and... Um, so it's really neat. And I love that my dad, nice. he goes to my dad for guidance.
0: Mm-hmm, and
1: mm-hmm. so it's this full circle, you know? Um, and so being, and, and like I tell them all the time, you're not mm-hmm. preacher's kids, but you're mm-hmm. preacher's grandkids and you're raised to be aware of what it's like to be a preacher's kid. And I honestly think that my children, they look up in respect the ministry mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of that. You know, just growing up, hearing that and, and my dad is, and my dad and mom have always poured into them. And when people come when people comment how well they behave or, you know, they have such sweet spirits or, you know, someone messaged me the other day, they my kids were in her church all weekend, the pastor's wife, they were visiting friends and she said, Aww. You you should be godly proud of them. And um mm-hmm. I said Oh, I am, and I said, I tell them all the time, your grandma and grandpa, as far as mm-hmm. that's my mom and my mama's mom and dad, your grandma and grandpa were first generation, but you know, mm-hmm. you guys now are fourth generation. Um, and I said, that is such a special thing. That is a like that's a mantle to hold up, but not in a bad way, but such oh, a definitely. blessing to, to look carry at your on the heritage. legacy, like, <laughs> thank you. Yes, and that they both Mm -hmm, love being mm -hmm. involved in church and all of the things of ministry. Yeah, I mean, it just it makes you you just get to a it's nice to get in a moment of parenting where you
0: now can Mm -hmm. look and be like, wow, we have done. And
1: I well, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's like your mama and papa's prayers that Mm -hmm. you know helped me to be who I am, and very thankful for that. And. You know, and I actually really have, you know, recently started having a heart for pastor's wives and young pastor's wives. And, you know, just that's like my new thing is I just, I have a heart for that. I want to encourage them. I want to, because like I was telling a friend today, no one knows what a pastor's wife oh tell me about it because there's so many things that
0: everybody thinks it's oh so easy and you know and we had so many ups and downs and some hard times and some it was sad some days you know and and then to see the light too of the happiness and the goodness but yeah that's a great calling candy i mean it's so needed because it's a struggle and a lot of times they feel alone they don't feel like anybody understands what we're going through
1: right Right. And I I just, the thing is, is I just want, you know, I want them to know, Hey, you're not alone and you're not expected to be perfect. Like we don't expect that. And I, because, you know, and I know that you see this a lot in social media now and you hear it and podcasts and all that, but you know how people are like, you know, we need to be real. We need to be genuine and, and quit the fakeness. And, and, you know, I say this all the time.
0: My thing is, I think I'm so real sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, well, authentic is the word, <laughs> um, right? So- authentic. We need to be authentic. And <laughs> I mean, that's, yes. I want people to know that when you see me on Facebook, yeah. that's who I am. When you see me on the street, you're going to, you're going to know me because I'm not going to be two different people. I mean, this is who I am. And I am may share more than you right. want to hear some days. And, you know, that's just how it is. <laughs> but, um, you know, being authentic is, is something we all need to be, um, it just, it's the thing to do. I mean, it's the right thing to do.
1: Well, and be as you know, being authentic, I get more messages from mm-hmm. people, even in our business, um, even on a personal level, that through, in mm-hmm. February will be nine years that I've been with the nine company, is. and it's just crazy next month. But I have gotten messages through the years from people that not even a part of my mm-hmm. company, but mm-hmm. they watch me on Facebook or, you know, the social media and they'll say, mm-hmm. I just want to tell you, thank mm-hmm. you for being real, for being genuine. Like you give me your highs your lows, you know, you tell me that, yeah, mm-hmm. I ate way too much sugar. I ate too much junk, right. but Hey, I'm out here working out. You know what I'm saying? Like, People relate to people that are authentic and the world is hungry for authentic people. Well, I think integrity too.
0: I mean, that is big because I don't want somebody thinking that I'm saying one thing and doing another. So integrity is huge in my part. And for me is with anybody, I want to see integrity. So that's one of my core beliefs, you know, Uh, integrity is so important Uh that we are real with people and they can trust us you know trust is an issue nowadays (laughs) being able to trust people but um I just love that you are doing that and you're you're listening to God and his calling and you're following the steps I know there's some other things that you have a heart's desire to do and I'll be praying over that for you I know that um he will give you the tools to do that um you'll do it scared like I do (laughs) You just, you just show up. And then, you know, the biggest word that I I love, Brooke Hemingway, and and she's my mentor and coach, and she'll say, take action. You know, you cannot do anything unless you take action and don't expect it. You've got to take action. So that's what I'm doing. In December, I claimed it. I said, you know, I've had this podcast a year, this month. And when I started, I thought I was going to do all this and that. And then I just kind of dwindled away. I got nervous. I thought, well, who am I trying to do a podcast? You know? And so I was like this past December, I said, okay, Lord, it's time for us to have that one-on-one. I need to know direction and what I need to do with this. And I knew my heart was in wanting to share other people's stories because I know they're going to impact others. And that's my purpose is to impact others. And so the journey within you was something I came to when I took my training in, um, Becoming a professional life coach and professional wellness coach, and that that just resonated with me. The journey within you—we all are on a journey, and we've got so much of it. that that needs to be shared. And some people don't think their journey is important until they share it. And when you hear it in their voice, you're like, "See what it means to someone? It's gonna it's gonna touch someone. I promise yeah. you." So. I just want to thank you today for taking the time to come on and share your journey. It sounds like it was a blessing. Um, I know there was probably struggles like any family. We have our ups and downs, but, you know, that you appreciate from where you came from and that you respect where you came from, Yes. you know, respecting your parents and still today telling them thank you. Um, I tell my dad too, my mom has since passed, but I tell my dad, you know, I am because of you, you know, you taught me so much and, um, I'm so thankful for that too. Um, I love being a preacher's kid. (laughs) Well, we will um, come back around. I know there's going to be another story to tell, so I'll probably ask you again at some point, but I just thank you again, um, Candy for joining me today.